Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today we're going to chat with Carlita Williams. She was actually the second guest on this podcast. This was back in fall 2019. Doesn't that seem so long ago? <laughs> so I thought, you know, we'd have her back on the show to see what life is like in Brooklyn right now. She's out there. And then how her life has been. Has she made any changes or has she been doing some reflecting and where she at now? So she's always great to talk to. It's so much fun and, and a lot of energy. You can follow her on Instagram at Carlita with a K. Let's begin. All right, so we have Carlita Williams here, and she was the very second guest on this podcast, and wow. she's back. I, I'm back. Oh, this is so great, and the circumstances are completely different than before. Yes, we were talking in person before because that was allowed. Yep, and you were in Chicago, uh, visiting Chicago. You were playing a Whitney concert, right? Oh, yeah. I knew I should have put on my Whitney shirt today, yep. That's right. That's right. Well, so then, so you're in Brooklyn right now. What's, what's the vibe of, what's the vibe of Brooklyn and New York right now? Okay. So like day-to-day -day life, you know, pretty chill. The trains are not crowded anymore. That's okay. awesome. It's mostly just like people doing things they have to do, like going to the grocery store and going to the laundromat yeah. and going home. Mm -hmm. um, I live, well, not live by, but I have a, my block of bars that I go to on Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn, and those bars are uh, lit, but like it's kind of packed over there. But besides that, like in the neighborhoods are chill. Nobody's out doing anything. So, so what's that like in New York? I know Manhattan, all the spaces are pretty small. So people don't like to be inside like this. Is, Brooklyn, is Brooklyn bigger as far as the space you have? Now, the thing about Manhattan is I don't like to be inside Manhattan in general, um, it's busy. I guess, honestly, now is probably a good time to go to Manhattan because it's probably not that busy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brooklyn, like I said last time, Brooklyn's a lot like Chicago. Um, it's a lot more, you don't have to bump into people. Yeah. You don't have to crash into people walking down the street. But I mean, even like the the popular neighborhoods in Manhattan, a bunch of the, um, a bunch of the bartenders and stuff had to start going out into the smaller neighborhoods to find jobs. Okay. Um, old co-workers was a um like a bar back at the playboy club or something and he had to come work at my restaurant i was like oh so are you working at your restaurant now no no um restaurant life is definitely not the move at this moment because yeah. we don't know what's going to be open we don't know how right. long it's been in a cold season um my little bald head gets cold i'm not trying to be outside all day so <laughs> um i'm working a full-time job i work 40 hours a week hanging out with little kids yeah. So what's, what's daily life like for you right now? Daily life. Um, I teach preschool. My kids are between like two and four. Um, and they don't wear masks. That's kind of stressful, but you know, I try to keep the classroom as clean as I can keep myself as clean as I can around them and stuff. So what's, what's it, what's it like teaching right now? Is it, Super like the job is already challenging. Like what, what is, what is it like now? So, um, well, first of all, I have like, I have one kid who I love to death, but he's just like, he's three and he's like, 
he always thinks he's about to die. So he's just like, the coronavirus is <laughs> and and if you don't wear your mask, you're gonna die. And I'm like, please don't tell that to the other kids. Um, <laughs> but besides that, <laughs> besides that, I actually worked. So I had this job before. I quit this job, and then two days after I quit the job, the pandemic started and everything shut down. So, oh man. Uh, um, but once I realized I really needed some full-time work, I went back to the same company. Um, the difference is I went to another center and this center kind of operates a little differently. It's only, I'm a teacher only for um, Chase clients. So Chase Bank. Uh, okay. And so they're not used to like, this isn't like school for them. It's a little, the setup's a little different than it used to be. So okay, like, it's kind of weird for me now. Cause I'm, I'm into like the usual groove and these kids are like brand new every day. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> My mommy's upstairs. And I'm like, <sighs> are you working in Manhattan or Brooklyn? Okay. Yeah. The new center I got to now it's so close to my house. They serve me lunch. You got a, You got a good over there. I really do. <laughs> Where were you before you were, uh, you were South of Houston, right? Oh yeah. That was where my old center was. Yep. Yeah. I think maybe you met me over there or something. Yeah. Yeah. We met up in that area um but yeah now it's a lot closer a lot better wow so how did you how did you spend new year's <laughs> okay so how i spent new year's my roommate was in hawaii okay my roommate was with his family so i you know i'm not a person that loves to be alone but it was just that's how it happened this year so you know i came home had some champagne. Turns out I don't like champagne. Turns out champagne is not a good beverage to drink. It's not delicious, um, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but I, I had a fancy bottle that somebody gave me, and it was free, so I crushed it. And um, so this is you by yourself on New Year's. Yeah, I did a face mask. Is that I, is that the first uh, New Year's you spent alone? Yeah. Um, actually last year I went with, uh, Ari, my other roommate to his family's house. Um, but this year, yeah, I just did it by myself. I yeah. just asked, you know, hung out around my house, shaved my head. And then literally I turned on the TV and right when I turned it on, it was like three, two, one. I was like, <laughs> new year. Heck yeah. How far into the champagne bottle were you at that point? Oh, pretty almost there. It was good. <laughs> Uh, I played Zoom games with my mom in Chicago and Mahina. Oh, cool. So you weren't necessarily alone. Yeah, I played some games with them too. So that was yeah. good. Okay. What? Okay. So 2020 was 2020. What was the biggest revelation you had last year? Huh. Um. Well. Biggest revelation. Hmm. I had a lot of personal revelations, which is like the last few weeks have just been like, my mind has been blowing every day. I'm just like, whoa, okay. I didn't think of it like that. Hold on. Like my door is just open. Anyway, um, revelations. I guess I, the biggest revelation. So I always wanted to be a teacher my whole life. I always wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. My mom's a kindergarten teacher. Um, I just remembered that I talk fast. Gotta remember that. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so I always wanted to be a teacher. And then at my, you know, my old job, I was like, mm, I work really hard and I don't make very much money. And, you know, yeah. it sure is a lot better. And I was yeah. like, maybe the world's best. 
I call our good friend Alex Wasili. I call him the star tender, and that's how I refer to him. Uh-huh. Well, I say yeah, Wasili. Everybody knows Wasili. Yeah, the star tender. Um, <laughs> I, in my mind, I was like, I could be like a New York star tender. I'm charming as heck. Um, I Absolutely. Could, yeah, I could like be that person. But then um, pandemic hit and I was like, mm, do you? Not, not now you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember that I actually love teaching so much. And um, it actually hit me that I prefer that I want to go back to my master's. Um, my company will pay for the master's, which is awesome. Um, nice. So I get that master's and I really want to be like an educational coordinator or to develop new curriculum for teaching, not necessarily be the teacher. That's awesome. Good for you. Is it relieving to kind of have that figured out a little bit more in your head? It is because now I have, there's just like, you know, there's so many teachers and it's, there's some jobs that, you know, they're just, you know, common jobs and you're just like, I want to be this, but mm-hmm. it's, you're like, oh, I really want to do this part of it. In the middle of the yeah. pan- in the middle of the pandemic, I was like, okay, I want to be an educational interior designer. I'm going to, I'm going to design the the flow of classrooms to be, you know, so that they're. I want to study how environments, um, you know, children interact with their environment. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And I was like, that'd be cool. But then I realized that I'd rather like kind of learn all of the child psychology of like the yeah. environment. You know the the song, the types of things that children are interacting with from an early age and kind of use that and like help maybe get paid to like help schools develop programs, yeah. or set up their buildings or whatever. That's awesome. Do you think, do you think a lot of people in 2020 kind of like were forced to reflect on life and, and have to come to some decisions? Look, it's a lot of bartenders out there and, you know, they're not getting paid like they used to. So, yep. I think that a lot of people are remembering like, oh no, like, Time to do that other thing I was about to do, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. What do you, so what, are, it sounds like you're pretty excited about that. Is there anything else you're you're really excited about right now? Do you mean like our first black female president? Because I'm excited about that. I mean, president. My- <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot, something Ooh. happened to him already? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yikes, no. Um, inauguration was awesome. They let us watch it at work. The kids were like, obviously did not care, but yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I used to, it was, I don't know for what reason I almost got emotional, but I was just like, this is nice. Like, this was a really big day for uh, a lot of people. Social it, it media was. was blowing up and it was, yeah. It was really funny. A, a lot of people were saying, um, it's so funny that this is the most like regular, boring inauguration. And everyone, yeah. wow. Yes. The, yes. Yeah. Nothing special happened. Nothing exciting. I mean, Kamala's exciting, but like, besides that, everything else was super. Well, sometimes that happens. My (laughs) heart falls. I have industrial uh, Velcro tape. Do you? But it fell down. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a good. See see the pro. For those for those listening, uh, my my paints, my painting uh, fell off the wall. It usually falls off the wall and I have to attach it before I do video calls and stuff. Um, but see, it, the Velcro sticks, but the the adhesive part doesn't stick to my my painting very well. Sounds like the you need to get endorsed by command by 3M. With 3M? Yeah. See, this is some knockoff industrial Oh, you played tape. yourself. I got off Amazon. Well, you know, the funny thing is it doesn't hold up that 
painting, which is super light, but in the living room, which I call my creative space, it's uh, I have an eight foot by four foot whiteboard and I, I have it cut into thirds and I have industrial Velcro tape holding it all up and that's much heavier. So Maybe I don't know. this is one of those science things where it you have it has to be a certain it has to be a certain weight to work. Yeah, kind of I, yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. So that that fell down. I'm gonna send you some tape, Rich. Send you some command strips. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sometimes when I do videos, it will uh, I'll be I'll be filming, and then the next shot, it'll, the painting will like move. <laughs> it's so, so funny no one's gonna notice obviously except me but it's funny how it's just like, <laughs> it's like there's a real quick there's a really great video of ray j you know ray j uh he was what show was he on moesha uh he's Mo, he's brandy's brother but um like in real life um mm. but yeah he was like on the sh- he was on the show um he's more famous a, for the sex tape yes there's a really <laughs> funny video of him that's the like the most poorly edited video in the history of video editing where every single time they pan back to him, his hat is in a completely different spot. On the <laughs> Sometimes on the side and it's in the front. And it's like, I've never seen someone move a hat so much. And it's, if you look up Ray J hat, funniest thing. Wow. <laughs> is that, was that, what year was this? Back when Ray J was famous. Yeah. So this is before like memes and stuff. It wasn't memes. Before yeah. memes, yeah. I guess. Do you, do you uh, post a lot of memes or follow a lot of memes or? I follow. I guess you don't follow memes. That's not, but do you <laughs> use memes? Um, just to confirm, this is, let's just assume that I'm a young person that's hip and cool. Um, memes, is it just a picture with words attached? Is that just? It used to be, yeah. Now it's okay, like a well, whole thing, right? It's like a. It's still just, it's just like if there's a funny, the picture I feel like a meme is just a picture, but it's an internet picture. Well, I think a GIF, can a GIF be a meme? No, a GIF is moving. A GIF is a, but you couldn't make a, well, anyway, um, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, I don't follow. I follow like um, Zodiac pages. I think they're really funny. Uh, I'm a Leo and they're always hilarious. Um, And other kind of things oh i'm really enjoying the um bernie sanders and those mittens today uh they're he's all over the internet already it's great i saw the funniest thing i saw today about bernie was uh uh ah man i'm gonna screw up the quote but it was this could have been emailed when it could have been an email yep yeah (laughs) Uh, my co-teacher sent me one and it's just him with his mittens and it's like when the teacher says okay i'll wait for you guys to get ready (laughs) Uh (laughs) they're just waiting so in what ways do you interact and communicate with the world? My goal is to not make someone's day worse than it was. That's a, that's a, that's a good goal as a, a human being, right? You would think that would be like a regular thing. But in New York, I swear people just like strive to make people's days worse. I like make it harder. So <laughs> you're trying, you're just... trying to bring that, that Midwest charm to the, the East Coast, and they're not having it. They're like really not having it, and I've had to start tailor. I'm, I had to start working really hard to try to like learn how to make other types of friends because the people mm. are not the hippie artist that I uh, am familiar in, with and love. Um, 
people here, if I just start talking and be like, hey guys, I'm Carlita, they're like, okay, so and I'm just like, great, great. Um, <laughs> well, you I, I remember when I when I visited you and Joe in New York, you told me that you learned there's different types of rich and money. Yes. There's different types of rich people. Yeah. What explain that again? So there's like, okay. I guess it's kind of like LA has their own like types of rich um, and New York rich in the Chicago, Chicago rich is just like either you live downtown. Um, maybe you work for um, what's it like, you know, finance or something, or you could be yeah. rich. Your family is rich and you live in mm-hmm. Gold Coast or you, you're from, you know, an Instagram or something and you live over yeah. there. But in New York, you can be like hipster rich, you could live in an expensive apartment in like Williamsburg, you know, a newly gentrified kind of place. You could be rich and live in Tribeca where they do fashion week and you can just wear literal garbage bags. And people are like, wow, that was $5,000. And I don't, I don't get any of it. It's everyone is just like doing significantly different things than I've ever seen in Chicago. I meet so many different types of people here and I'm glad about it, but also learning how to manage. (laughs) I feel like uh, maybe I'm speaking out of turn or something, but when I, when I visited New York, I feel like the, the women there dress ugly on purpose. First of all, you're wrong because Okay, first, okay, okay, let me, okay. Let me start with the fact that the men here, <laughs> whoa, the men here, like, and I'm, I don't, I, I'm talking about like, maybe I don't see as many brown men in Chicago as I do in New York, but like, huh? every brown man in New York has a fresh haircut every weekend, like, gorgeous. I don't, I told my friend that, and she's like, okay. And then she came here, she said, Carly. <laughs> and like, I meet different types of people here. Like I said, kind of more. In Chicago, I've never met all of my coworkers now get a manicure every week. A lot of them wear weaves, like they wear makeup to work. I haven't worn makeup in months and I put on eyeliner today for you, Rich. Um, oh, thank you. That's why I was late. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so um, people do a lot. It's to go to the, to go out to bar. I mean, not now, but to go out to bars, to go out to clubs, to like, to do all the New York stuff, people yeah. try harder. And like in Chicago, it's a little more casual. You can just go out with your friends and, you know. Chicago wear- is super casual compared to New York. Yeah, yeah. and I like that. So I, I have yeah. a hard time fitting in because I'm very unwilling to do all that. Like I I will I will search the ends of the city limits to find somewhere where I don't have to do that. So Well, so, okay. So explain this to me then. Why, okay, the women there, like card heart hats are popular. What neighborhood were you in? Where I don't know, it? Manhattan or something. What, what kind of what kind of hip hip white? No, I see it. I see hipsters <laughs> with Carhartt hats, and Carhartt is is the type of coat that my my brother wears to work as an electrician. Chicago girls, Chicago girls love. No, I first saw this in New York. Some docks. I first saw this in New York. Oh man, I, I first saw that in Chicago. Chicago girls are the most like industrial looking, like. <laughs> electrician looking that's that's what i'm trying to find whatever neighborhood you were in those are the friends i'm trying to make all my friends here dress real cute and it's a really annoying why is it annoyed because i'm not gonna do that what (laughs) because i'm not gonna do that (laughs) it's not gonna happen like 
I can. It's I have I have five outfits, Rich. So, look. I only wear four colors, so huh? I just rotate them in and out. I mean, I have a lot of clothes. I have a lot of outfits. It's just like. Well, you you like to have uh, like a like a full presentation. Got to be a fit, right? And I'm not gonna yeah. look not for like a casual Tuesday, you know. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Wait, so okay, so earlier I was asking about how you communicate with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm wondering is like, do you communicate with people on Instagram or Twitter oh, or like my fault. text messaging or, or oh. video chatting or FaceTiming or oh, Facebook? Or... Should have been more specific. Okay. Well, well I wanted to be open ended because I wanted to see where it would go. Oh, well, I brought it somewhere completely different, I see. Um where do I communicate? I communicate pretty much exclusively on Instagram um, at heck yes, it's Carlita. And I I started using Facebook dating just to see what's on it. Hilarious. What is that like? Yeah, it's nothing different. It's yeah. The only difference is like there's endless swipes. So now I have like seven times as many matches to not talk to. So <laughs> different. And there's a lot um, of people living in Brooklyn. So you so many people. It, not only that, but the only matches you ever get are like in Jersey and Queens, which is again, not something I'm trying. I'm not trying to. Why be do you say your radius that that far? It's not far. How far is it? <laughs> it's like, three like miles. No, it's. I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm trying to be somebody in my neighborhood, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I I said it like 25, like because you know it's easy to get places. It's just where uh-huh. is the place, and like everything. Yeah. Everything over on this side of the country is so close. Like sometimes I'll get yeah. connected, and I'm like, "What? What?" Yeah. Um, Interesting. So you use Instagram, Facebook dating, and I have a couple of friends that I call on the phone every couple of days. Um, and I, yeah, that's mostly what I do. I guess I text people. Yeah. Interesting. So you're pretty. You're, I would say you're pretty minimal on your. You're like yeah. social media and stuff, right? Yeah, I don't use Twitter, don't use Snapchat, don't use Facebook. Yeah. I just use Instagram, really. Yeah, Instagram's great. I really like Instagram. You get your memes, you get your messages. Yeah. The- and I don't have to like read posts all day. Just yeah. picture, like summaries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you feel like music is like a window into who a person wants to be or, or thinks they are or, or that idea of the person? So first of all, I definitely play a game on the train. Okay. In my head where when people are listening to music and like moving, I kind of just imagine, I imagine what I think it is. And then I imagine like how funny would it be if it was this though? Um, <laughs> I just, I just like to imagine what people could be listening to. Um, anyway, I don't think that necessarily. Um, but again, this is this is part of the thing I'm learning from moving from a like a, a group of artists to like not necessarily that because artists are more open with their music tastes, I find. Um, oh. Not classical, it kind of sucks. Classical musicians. When I was in music school, I met people who listened to classical music, people who listened to movie soundtracks, and people who listened to jazz. Um, and like movie soundtracks, interesting. Like that was a really popular thing for music kids to like. Uh, movies uh, like scores not soundtracks like scores um but um here i think i meet like people who listen more to just you know what's around their group or whatever so a lot of my like a lot of people i know kind of listen to 
not like too many genres, like a couple. Um, I was listening to um, Hillary, uh, Hillary Duff's Metamorphosis last night. So, is that a new one by her? No, that's the one that came out in like 2003. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's really well, I'm it. wondering about this because early on in 2020, um, you posted, I think, a song or a something with Dojo Cat. Dojo Cat. So say or say so. Say or, so. And I was like, this was such a popular song. That just reminds me of Carlito. It's like really? 70s vibes and just like really groovy. And that song was like the hit song of like March. Was it? Yeah. Imagine you don't know her name or the name of the song. That song was so popular. What do you listen to, Rich? Um, well, right now I'm struggling with inspiration. Um, I feel like I need to be, I don't know. I like what I like. And so yeah. it's hard to get me out of it. Um, I listen to the Beatles. I listen to uh, Bone Lane, Sammy's music. Sammy's of course. Band. Uh, Harry Styles, Neil Francis. I don't know what actually, what did I? Actually, you know what, Rich? I have an answer to your question. I specifically think that the answer is no. Um, okay. I am like, I do listen to a lot of like 70s kind of like oppy, funky kind of thing, like vibe. But most of the time I listen to music, most people would describe my music taste as slow and sad. Um, I and it's funny because when people hear my music, they imagine it to be like sad music. But when I listen to it, I think of it as like sexy music. And I'm just like in my room, like. I, I can't see you listening to sad music. It's like, it's, I listen to very slow. Um, the way you say you interpret it, though, I, that makes sense. Right. So when I'm listening to it, I'm just like, ooh, bitch, yes, yes. And like other people are like, so <laughs> this is. And, and then you, ooh, and then. In my house, we have the little backlights on the TV. So you turn on the video, right? You turn off all the lights and then the, the song is like slow and like, you know, imagine you got your candles going. <laughs> I tell people like, look, my mind is chaotic enough if I don't have some like piece going on in there. So is this like New Year's? What you're doing on New Year's? Um, Basically, yeah. Yeah. Just vibing in my house, just. <laughs> See, what I've hands. done recently, I'm looking at my Spotify now. Recently, what I've been doing is going into my old playlist that I made. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have writing breaks, which like I would, while I'm writing my first book, I would take a break and then listen to the, all this upbeat music. Mm -hmm. I have workout plan. Uh, Wait, stop. Could you um, just give us a couple of tracks off the workout plan? Okay. So this one I was listening to today, uh, Cool for the Summer by Demi Lovato. Mm -hmm. Um well, so, okay, so here's the thing. I've unlocked some of these playlists because I've lifted my Drake listening ban. So in 2019, <laughs> uh, the Bucks lost to the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, and Drake would go out on the court and just be so obnoxious that after they lost, the Bucks lost that series, I was like, I'm not going to listen to Drake music anymore. So then for a full year, I didn't listen to any Drake music. But then I listen to a lot of reggaeton music um, on YouTube when I work out and the song Mia comes up and he's like in Puerto Rico with Bad Bunny. Oh, and yeah. I was just like, man, I could I could listen to some Drake music again. So then I've been going back into my uh, my old playlist and there's some on there. OK, good. Do you like Bad Bunny? Yeah, Bad Bunny. Jay Balvin is my favorite. I would Jay say. 
Um, yeah. yeah, I started learning Spanish last year. Um, What's a good way to learn Spanish? I'm I'm really Duolingo is what I started using. Yeah, but I don't want to be on my screen all the time. Look, I mean, you could go to somewhere that speaks Spanish. That sounds like something you would do, Rich. That definitely sounds like something you would do. I could well, see- I hang out with Felipe all the time, but he talks too nah. fast. Yeah, you need to go to somewhere. You know how different countries have different accents. You need to go to a country. I don't know which one where they speak real slow because it's not going to be Puerto Rico. Those folks mm-hmm. talk too fast. Okay. Um, okay. Dominican Republic, it's fast and it does not sound like anyone else's Spanish. Um, they What's have their- the most neutral Spanish? What I'm finding is that the most, and not only is the dialect, is also the words. Every There are so many countries that speak Spanish and they all have just different words for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I went up to my coworker and I was like, how are you? And she was like, and you? And her word for you was not two. And I was just like, really? She said, vos. I was like, where are you from? She's like, Honduras. I was like, I don't know people from... Everyone in New York is from somewhere different. So it's really hard to find a person. Yeah. To Interesting. So Duolingo, Guatemalan. Duolingo is pretty, pretty helpful for you. I had a good, yeah, I was, um, I started learning it because my kitchen staff, there's a couple of people who didn't speak English. Okay. And I don't like when they're just giggling and I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and I wanted to, <laughs> um, so of course. Yeah, I started learning and I, I mean, I did it for a couple of months and I learned enough to just like, talk to them about how my day is going. Okay. Um, and yeah, I need to get back on it though. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough. What about note cards? You have note cards maybe? Uh, I'm not a note card person. Book? Also, also, do you know other languages at all? No. I think that Spanish is going well and easier for me because I spent uh, 18 years taking French. Oh, really? So the structure is kind of similar. The structure right? is similar and pretty much all the words in Spanish either sound like French or English. So it takes okay. it doesn't take me as long to figure out what the words are. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. So learn French first and then you learn Spanish and that's the best way to learn <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> Spanish is way more applicable. Yeah, definitely. I don't meet too many people that speak French. Hey, in New York, people speak it all the time. They speak a lot of people are um speak cradle actually okay oh man there's so many languages of the world at what point do we have the technology i suppose we do have it now where you'll just say something and then your your phone or whatever will translate it and say it to the person but it would be they in like that. a but it'll be in like a actual not awkward way they have it i saw an invention like that recently not recently a couple years ago okay. Sheen that you just like carry and like it's like a translator but it's like a yeah i started talking to some guy on facebook dating who was really mm. nice but he didn't speak any english and so we had to communicate through like google translate but that's not gonna work i like to call people well what if, how much of a relationship is based on verbal language compared to nonverbal? when you're talking to me it's all <laughs> yeah i suppose <laughs> um depends who you're talking to yeah depends who you're talking to um it's it's one of those like what's your love language kind of things you know some people might oh yeah okay yeah that's something some people probably value what's your love language my love language um mine is i forgot what they are affirmation gifts um service time 
like time, like time together or and something else um hmm. I think that mine is probably quality time I like to hang out I like to spend time yeah that's true and I like I don't know if this is a love language but I like it when I buy you things and then you and then you go wow and then I go that's so you you prefer giving gifts rather than receiving I, I think most people do gifts. right I'm like not great at it, but I just like doing things. I like, I guess not, wait, what's the one? Um, a word of affirmation. I need you to tell me, I need you to say good boy. And then I'm like, yes, I did it. Like I need to do a job. <laughs> that's, that's it. Words of affirmation. What are you, what, what would you say your, your top five influences in culture are right now? Whether it be music or who you're following on Instagram or hmm. sorry um right now I'm thinking of just like Instagram therapists um but Instagram therapists oh yeah like tons like either therapists or what's the other thing that's not a therapist like a um like life coaches who post cute little pages about like I'm there's this guy who I think you would for some reason I feel like you would like him his name is Case Kenny and he is um He's a Chicagoan. I don't know who he is, but like, this seems like some, like a very rich kind of, like you might enjoy it. He just posts like nice inspirational quotes while he's out on his walks and like posts a picture of them. Really? What's his name? Case Kenny. Case Kenny. Look him up and see if you, tell me if you like him. But um, um, yeah, I guess like I really, there's no one that like in pop culture that I feel like I, connect I, with right now or people what'd you say I watch i watch a lot of tv and i don't re- really enjoy modern life and like modern modern people are i wish the internet didn't exist sometimes i'm glad to see you here but like yeah i like i guess i saw her today so michelle obama her outfits 10 out of 10 yeah um, she's a modern outfit inspiration um and yeah i can't really think of other influential people that I follow besides Instagram therapists. Yeah. It's interesting what you say about like modern, modern life, society, the internet. Do you think the internet is good or bad? I have a, well, I mean, nothing is good good or bad, but if you, if it was up to you, would you go back? Would you have society go pre-internet or keep it as so here's my dream life, right? Okay. I, Tell me your dream life. The internet is good. The internet is good for connecting people because like right. the telegrams and calling people, that's a lot. You know, if you want news to get around. I really don't like that people have the internet in their pockets. That's really annoying. Um, yeah. I really, what I say my ideal world would be, would be post-racist, post-sexist, pre-internet. I want, I want the life of like TV on the 90s where, you know, people just hang out outside you ask someone on a date you meet them there you know they meet you at your house you don't text them and be like hey rich running 10 minutes late hey rich how about like in an hour like who yeah people i would i would never um but um yeah i really like the you can be flakier now because the internet exists like because it's in your pocket it's a lot easier to to bs people it's a lot easier to you know i don't know it's just yeah, I like I like what you're saying there. Um, 
do you think it's possible? Certainly I'm trying this to intentionally create that the world you want to live in. I am trying to create that. And I, if I, if I could make that, I would invite you rich. Um, that would be great. Um, my is to, if I could just live. Okay. Check it out. There's a show called, uh, like cheap weddings or something. Cheapest weddings. And there's okay. an episode where this lady gets married and like, I have no clue where she is, but she lives in this town where she's like, yeah, everyone in the community came together. You know, the, the florist brought the flowers and the butcher brought the meats and the blah, 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 brought the blah, blah, blah. And I was like, see, I want that. Like, I just want everyone in my little community to just do a job. Not everyone wants to be a photographer. Not every, like, I just yeah. want to have a freaking, like a job. They do the job and we all live together. It sounds like you, you, you got to move to the country then. I'm honestly rich every single day. Montana sounds like better and better. It's, it's a, I was, I was just talking to uh, Steph Berta who lives out in Montana. She, she was living in Chicago and with remote working and stuff, she just like packed up, went to Montana. He's like, she's got the, the woods and the mountains <laughs> in her view while she's working. And she's still doing the same job that she had. Yeah. And she's saying that more and more people are coming out there. Rich, if I didn't hate being outdoors. Um, You're yeah, you, you do hate outdoors. Yeah. I hate I outdoorsy stuff, outdoorsy stuff. I love city outdoors. I want to go to the park. I want to yeah. all the city things outside, but if there's bugs involved or like ticks or something, I'm out, <laughs> out. large animals in like forests. This it's a no. Yeah. <laughs> but you, I, I remember our last discussion on this podcast, you talked about the neighborhood and and like the old lady and, and she's, they're like, oh, I've been here 70 years. And, you know, that's yeah. kind of the neighborhood and the community feel that you're aspiring for. Right. Yeah. It's really nice. And like, you know, you kind of just in my neighborhood like that is, is like that now my, um, my landlord is like the block club president or whatever, like the Puerto Rican day parade president or something. Um, and everyone on the block knows each other, which is kind of cool. I, um, I was really hoping to like, I never got to grow up in a neighborhood of like other African-American folks who like know each other. I kind of wanted that. Um, mm -hmm. But now it's mostly Puerto Rican. So, you know, it's not my people, but they're all people with each other and they're really nice to me. And um, yeah. there's like a garage next door to my house where all the, all the guys just hang out and with they, their cars, with their cars. Yeah. yeah. Bring their cars and it's pretty chill. It's pretty cool. Um, so I like my little, my little area. It's nice. Are you still in this? You're still in the same uh, apartment as you were. Have you been in my apartment? I have not. Uh, have yeah, you moved since COVID or no? No. Okay. No. What do you yeah. think when you're when you're like 80 years old? What do you think will be most important to you? I really hope that I am doing something I like, and I really hope that I don't hope that I have a bunch of money. I just hope that I like have my basic needs met. I'm. Like, I just want to, I don't need to live a fancy life. I just hope that I'm like doing something useful still. Kind of like they live in Asia. I feel like a lot of like the older people in Asia, like continuing to their older ages, still, you know, being like productive members and just like enjoying like doing things. <laughs> I just yeah. want to do stuff. And I, everyone's like, I just want to retire and like sit around. I was like, for what? Like <laughs> For what? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. For what reason? I'm... I'm, I was watching um, Sister Act this week, and okay. 
I started realizing that for some reason, the nun life is starting to sound appealing of <laughs> do service and not have to worry about like affording rent. That would be ideal. I, got, I have this book, um, uh, Story of a Soul, autobiography of uh, St. Therese of Lisieux. And uh-huh. she, she was a saint. She died at like age 23, I want to say. And so the book is, yeah, so so normally saints, you know, you have to do these works of miracles and things like that. But um, after she died, her her like memoirs were discovered, her journals, and they were so uh, inspiring because she looked at herself every day as like committing to God and doing every single act with love, whether it's like scrubbing the floors or, oh, or like, like great. being yelled at by this older nun and whatever, like everything with love and everything, give it all yeah. she has. And so she became a saint, uh, post homilously, humilously, posthumously, posthumously. Um, so it's interesting. Cause, cause she's, she's, she was living that life that you. Wow. <laughs> if I could like do it without, like, if you could like, not really with the religion, I want something between a sorority and a convent. Oh, okay. Like I want to look at people who don't necessarily pray all day, but are very interested in, um, you know, making a difference, but also don't have to pay money to live there. So what, what's, what's like the adult version of a, I'm trying to think of what kind of cult I can, can create. Um, yeah. I'm just working on that still in the blueprints of the cult that I'm planning on. So, <laughs> well, I hope when you're 80, you still have your, your spirit about you. <laughs> Yo, I hope so too. Cause right now I hate <laughs> people. <laughs> uh, what, what's something you're curious about right now? I am curious about, <clears throat> I guess with my new, revelation of COVID, my main curiosity that I think of all the time is the inner workings of the brains of a child. Um, I am, I always keep saying I'm working on this YouTube channel that I have yet to start, but um, I spend a lot of time with kids, kids who talk and kids who don't talk yet. Um, Yeah. And it's really interesting to see the similarities between the things I hate about grownups and the things that are annoying about children. Wait, say that again. Uh, it's really interesting to see the similarities between the things I hate about grownups and the annoying things that kids do. Um, so I, or all the things that um, have affected me throughout my life, all the, the things that I carry that I don't notice when I'm talking to children, I'm like, Oh, okay. Why is, what does your brain want? Like, okay. So a kid's like, why, why, I don't want to clean up. I don't want to do this. And usually you're like, okay, but it's time to clean up. But I'm getting better at like, okay, what do you think is about to happen? Because kids have this like big, a different understanding of what is actually happening. So sometimes things will seem like the end of the world, but they don't realize they've been alive for like, like 120 days. <laughs> no clue what's going on. And they're just always upset. I like get it. And so I'm just like, when you don't spend time teaching kids how to respond to things and like how, why things happen. Then they turn into adults who are just like difficult. I, I'm like mm. understanding a lot more about or learning about how children develop language and um, how people like learn language and kind of connecting the dots between how children develop and what missing pieces kind of turn them into grownups as we know them. 
Wow, that's interesting. So what have you been learning so far of like, of that? Um, right now I'm still in an observation stage of just like, I haven't done any research yet. I told you I'm applying for school um, and not trying to, I would love to start doing like just endless reading, but um, I'm just kind of observing the way kids learn language. I have a kid right now who is two, two is an age where you are expected to be saying words mm -hmm. and words, um, but he, doesn't like so most kids you'll say you know this is blue this is yellow which one's yellow you know and they can point to the yellow one that's a one-year-old skill sometimes okay but he doesn't understand that words have meanings yet he doesn't know that his own he doesn't know his own name <laughs> if i say like so he's not he's not conscious yet yeah it's really if, he, if i say where's billy he'll be like where's billy and i'm like <laughs> no wh where's billy he's like where's billy <laughs> <laughs> i he still calls me mama like every he doesn't know that people have names or things have names, but he's really good at remembering songs. So anything he sings, he can remember. And so okay. I'm working on the way he learns language. He's, he repeats language and he, um, he's like the most polite kid in the class. Yes, please. No, thank you. Bless you. Cause he remembers the order that things go in, but he doesn't learn language the way that other kids learn them. So it's, I'm just watching him and I've never met kids like this. So I'm like, okay, this is different. And I'm, now I have to update my bank of how maybe some adults don't remember words the same way or some like, you know, some kids might not learn what words the way I think they will. So how do you, um, what frustrates you most about adults in the way they communicate in um, correlation to the, the children you're working with? I guess what's, I think that adults aren't honest with why, adults aren't honest or in touch with the reasons that they feel certain ways. Um, so like, a child, I see that you're crying, you're upset because we can't do this. But sometimes adults don't think about all those steps because they're not guided to know why they're feeling emotions and the, the feeling of helplessness of an emotion, but you don't know either how to name the emotion or what to do with that feeling. It's like, it gets, it's frustrating for an adult. So adults will, they'll be sad, they'll be mad, but they'll turn it into projecting, you know, oh, you did this, you did that, instead of saying, like, I feel upset because this happened, you know? And that's a, an important skill for adults to be able to say, I'm feeling like this because, and like knowing why they're feeling away, you know? So what, yeah, why do you think, why do you think adults have a hard time with that? Because a lot of time, you know, parents and teachers are just, they have things to do when we're on the move and it's like, we don't have time to talk about why you're feeling sad. I just need you to put the coat on and get out of here. Like, <laughs> we're not going to do this all day. And, you know, it's. But, it's, but adults though, like why, why do you. Because if you've never, if you've never trained your brain to really process the reasons you're feeling emotions, then they just turn into, but like, for an example, let's say, um, I don't want to put on my coat and I'm crying and I'm feeling upset. And maybe that turns into like, people are always kind of telling me what to do, but I don't know. I'm not in control of what I'm doing, you know? Mm -hmm. So taking the time, this is not a good example. I should have prepared a good example for you, but like <laughs> taking the time to say like, okay, I see you're frustrated, but we have to go instead of like, put your coat on that feeling might carry on later into like, people are always telling me what to do. So, you know, maybe let's say your partner is like, Hey, I need you to do this. You're like, you know, you always tell me what to do, but like, not necessarily that they're telling you what to do. It's just like, you don't, you've grown up feeling like people are always telling you what to do and that you don't have control over that situation, you know? Mm. That's something that could follow you. Like, that's just an example of something that I think could follow an adult into an age where they're like, 
projecting the fact that they're feeling um, maybe unheard or something like that onto other people. So what is, what is an, uh, does like self-reflection help adults deal with that? Absolutely. Um, I think most adults struggle with self-reflection though, in a really honest way. Um, and partially because it's not fun to self-reflect. Rich, no, all- it is painful. All I do is think about myself and cry. It's like the worst. <laughs> oh, poor Carlita. <laughs> I have so many journals of just like, Oh no. It's it's a lot. Anyway, um I reflect so much that that's why like I have I well, over- you don't want to overthink either. Oh no. <laughs> you you think I'm not going to overthink? <laughs> <laughs> well, you. I overthink. I I got to tone down my overthinking. It's honestly though, I like really hit a few I call it self-therapizing. I have saved a bunch of money, lo- wasted a lot of years, but look, I finally made some great strides um but yeah it does take an awareness it does take and I think I I trust you Rich to be able to understand yourself more than I trust other people I think that you seem like a person that is thinking about your your place your position in the world and a person who is open to other people telling you their perception of you some people aren't to people telling them oh here's how I viewed you and some people aren't open to really considering their position in the world, you know? Or constructive criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so like I, I used to talk a bunch and- We're so, we, we build this identity of ourselves in our head and we don't want any information to tell us otherwise or break that identity because it's so painful. So then we limit our experiences and we limit who we talk to and what we see so that it doesn't damage that that identity that we've created for ourselves that's the ego my friends and yes that is accurate um i have my own brand in my mind and even though it's sometimes i was i forgot what i was reading but it was basically saying that it sometimes even hurts to let go things that you don't like but just um uh things that you've always had you know I've always, for some reason, I feel like an emotional loss when I break a habit almost because um, maybe it reminds me that like, oh no, I used to be this person. And so like something about like, who I, I feel bad almost that I used to be a certain person. So I like have recently been getting a lot better at breaking certain habits. And once they're gone, I get like emotional about them. And I'm like, oh, or I try to like stop myself from stopping the habit because I'm like, wait, but that's not my brand. Like I, I have to be a procrastinator. I have to be late, but then I get on time and I'm like, Oh, whoa, whoa. like we don't want them to think you're on time. <laughs> then they'll know that you were not on time before. Like it doesn't make sense. It's just wow, like, interesting. Yeah. A physical, like an attachment to the, to the life I've been living. And no matter if it's, well, cause it's, it's tough to like change. And so like you are, you basically are your habits, right? Right. Right. And so then you lose, you lose that good. identity if you lose that habit. Yeah. And like realizing that that part of you wasn't good kind of like feels like an attack, even though, even though you're the one that attacked yourself, you brought your own conclusion. Yeah. It feels like an attack on who you were. So you're like, oh, so you think I'm late. Oh, so you think I talk too much. Okay, Carlita. That's. <laughs> Are these the conversations you have in your head? Yeah. What kind of books do you have up there? 
Let me show you. Here's my, my ukulele and my mandolin. All right. We've got um, some plants here's... there. That's cool. Yes. Okay. Here we've got, <laughs> I'm such a loser. Okay. So I have a book on the history of television. Okay, cool. The Anatomy of a City. I just bought this last week. It is Ooh. a book that show. it's so cool. It tells you about like the history of like bus tokens. It tells you about all different types of like um, boats and ships. Cause in New York, there's all these boats and it tells you about different. What's, what's that? What's that book called? It's called The Works, Anatomy of a City. Okay, cool. Um, I've got Eve Ewing's Ghost in the Schoolyard about the 2013 closings of 54 public schools, 55 public schools in black in and Chicago. Brown. Yep. In- um, I've got a book about jazz, book about the history of Chicago. What Chicago book is that? This is by Pasiga. Whoa. Turns out they all fall down. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I've got Sociology for Dummies. I found it on the street. Um, and a bunch what of a dummy left it out on the street i know right and then i've got um a bunch of um anxiety and stress solution deck um how to be confident the uh, happy hour this is a deck of cards about cocktails what what's the best chicago book that you've read um rich i don't read books i just here for decoration oh, okay <laughs> That's a lie. I do. I do read the book sometimes, but this was actually a textbook I read for DePaul. Um, and I really, yeah, it looks like a textbook. Yeah. It's like, I like the, I think it's such a pretty looking book. Um, no, I do read certain books and I only read nonfiction. Um, and I, they're the kind of, I don't prefer books that I have to read all the way through. Like the, this new book, the anatomy of a city is a book that I can kind of just, you know, leisurely parts. Okay. Um, I like to be able to flip around. In, in your opinion, how does one achieve confidence, live with confidence? Okay. So it's a, okay, here's the best way. Um, now this is part of the ignorance is bliss thing. Okay. I'm the world's most confident and everyone's like, wow, Carlita, so confident. And then I started realizing that, you know, my actions affect people and that like, I can't just do whatever I want. And then I stopped being confident because I was a lot of fun doing my own thing. Mm. Um, so then over time, I lost all the confidence and I felt bad. So I was like, I don't want people to, you know, not want to hang out with me. But on the plus side, it's been bad because now I'm realizing I finally learned like which charm to turn on at which times of the day. Okay. This- never had before this is like brand new in my life so i am learning you know which outfits to wear when what things to say to whom and that like that part is really doing it for me of being able like to- how, how did you learn that how did you figure out that um last week or a couple of weeks ago a bunch of stuff just started hitting me like all over the place it was great um but how did i figure that out i guess i I'm so used to, I treat everyone the same. That's kind of like my brand. I really want to be the same type of inviting person to everyone. Right. But like, turns out you can't make the same jokes with your boss that you make with your roommate. (laughs) Very true. So I'm just kind of learning like to be confident in, in for some people, because my, my version of confidence was that like, I'm confident that I am the exact same all day long. I will never change on you. Like I, the Carlita you see at home is a Carlita you see everywhere. I have the same energy all day. 
But like, turns out people don't like that, which is dumb in my opinion. However, I find that like, now that I'm getting a little better at honing in, like which, you know, which things to do with whom, it kind of goes a little better. And now I feel confident to, to talk to different people. I'm getting better at it because I moved to a place with new people. So it sounds like you've been figuring out that you can't be the same person to every person. So what you have to do is figure out how to still be yourself and how to effectively communicate with each individual. Right. So like based you get on like, them and stuff. Yeah. You get like a, you, with, with the Carlita package, you get a baseline Carlita, right? You know, you okay. get regular Carlita. She's had a good morning to you. Excellent. Day, you know, a little song here and there, a little dance here and there, but like, Ben, was it, was it Ben? Oh no. My other owner at my job in New York hated when I would dance on the floor. <laughs> I was always, oh. And I was like, I was like, look, either I'm going to dance on the floor, or I'm going to give these people some terrible service because this is how I keep up my energy. Don't, don't yell at me. But like, turns out you're not supposed to like dance at work, which is again, stupid, but <laughs> I guess. Rules that adults put on themselves. Like, I, why do they do this for no, but to like finesse for each other and just like look like they have it together. People looking like you have it together is a, a, one of the great American myths and traps. Wait, elaborate on that. I think that other countries have an easier time, like still being able to keep in elements of like play and like being able to. Americans are like so like you have to have this like lifestyle and you you have your apartment has to look like this and like yeah. I I got an argument with my roommate because she's like always like oh did you make your bed I was like for what I'm about to get back in it like you're not gonna convince me there's a. (laughs) reason that I have to make it there's no reason besides the fact that other people tell you it looks good but like yeah there's no reason that it needs to be made you know no reason I think she's probably projecting onto you like that's what for her to feel good about the day she likes having her bed made like my bed is made whenever I'm not in it so right but that doesn't mean that someone else needs to have their bed made or anything. But that's just like a classic, like um, like a thing that you just know. You're like, oh, I have to make my bed. Like it's, it sounds yeah. like part of the American dream in my mind. Like it doesn't it doesn't need to happen. They just tell you you have to do it, and like you do it, and then it's like, well, I'm an adult because like I did the thing <laughs> to get done. <laughs> you know. So we're we're uh, coming up here on time. So I have one last question for you, probably one. Okay. (laughs) What do you miss most about Chicago? You, Rich. Um, Besides that, of course. Besides Rich, um, I miss having my community of artists. Um, I, there's so many people here and I honestly don't really know where to find kind of what I'm, what I miss in Chicago still. Mm -hmm. I, it's I yeah I go out a lot and I try to find different types of people but I grew up in Chicago everyone I know knows each other so I'm never gonna end up in a situation that like that I hate you know yeah no matter where I go I'm gonna run to somebody I know I'm gonna Chicago's just smaller and I know so many people but now every day is a toss-up sometimes I'll take the train an hour and a half away and then end up somewhere that sucks so <laughs> <laughs> There were so many, and I like, you know, I miss casual bars where I could just dance to Drake or whatever. Um, and I miss my mom. Those are great. 
Um, I do have one more now that I think of it. So the last time you came on, you you were talking about learning in New York and bringing it back to Chicago. What are some things that you've learned uh, living in New York over the past year? Um, learned in New York. Um, well, number one, I don't know when I'll be back to Chicago now. I really had planned on coming back soon, but it's going well, I guess. I'll be here for a little bit. Well, um, yeah, you don't need to put like, I need to be back by this time. It's like you're that still was kind learning. Of what I was doing, um, but well, you've seen, you've seen, you seem to be so much more like a like an updated version of Carlita. Ooh, so, I like so that. So wise and so. Uh, um, so what was I before? So much more confident. What? <laughs> so what was I before? No. You were just a. Uh, um, an earlier version of yourself during 2020, wow. I, I started thinking, I, ha- I started having these revelations. I had at least like nine and okay. every time I, I think, oh, I just updated my operating system. Okay. So, so it like weeds out all the bugs and you mm-hmm. just like advance. You're just yes. like an updated version. Yeah. Upgraded, you know? So um, what have you been learning? Yeah. Back to you. Um, what have... Oh, what have I learned in New York? What was the question? Uh, so what have you been learning in New York over the past um, year? Okay, here's what I've been learning in New York. I have learned that there are actually different types of people. I think I said this before, but I used to think I had a diverse group of friends because they looked different. Turns out they all have the same education and the same hobbies and interests and taste in music. And right. now I have people who are actually different. And I have to, like I said, learn how to interact with different types of people, which is... I've always like been proud of the fact that I am so good at talking to anybody. Like I could just start a conversation. <laughs> Turns out that's with all of my friends at home. <laughs> <laughs> you are different and you gotta like, you know, come in with different icebreakers, come in with different questions. Um, but being able to like, like I said, tailor my, um, and so now I think if I went back home to Chicago, I think I'd be so much better at making friends. Even though it would be easier, I think I would be able to have like a wider variety of things that I might want to talk about or um, just different ways to yeah. start start the conversation, you know? Not yeah. all just like that, hey, it's Carlita. Kind of. Yeah, like we were talking about before, right? Yeah. Besides yourself and what you've learned, anything in New York that we can do here in Chicago that you think would okay. be a good idea? I can tell you what not to do. Um, not That's be, helpful too. Not be a jerk. We're jerks. Um, <laughs> um what you can learn, Chicago does everything better. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the food is better. The streets are nicer, um, I guess. Um, having delis around is really nice. I wish there were delis in Chicago. Okay. I also- um, Do you eat pizza a lot out there? The pizza here is trash. Hmm. <laughs> it's not that it's, tr- it's just like, it. I tell people it serves a different function, a completely different function. Chicago yeah. is a celebratory thing. You have yeah. it at slumber parties. You have it, you know, deep dish after graduation. It's something you order for a reason. Yeah. Here is what you drink, like what you have when you're already hammered and you don't care what you're putting in your body. Um, so they're both important, but they're completely different. Reasons. Completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, New York doesn't. I think there's nothing that I can say like, man, I sure wish Chicago. Yes. Chicago, I think I said this before, Chicago needs more free public spaces where people can hang out. Yeah. Well, 
they won't get around to that until after COVID. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> no, All right. it's free your house. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're, we're coming up on time here. Carlita, thank you so much for coming Thanks on again. again. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rich. Thanks again for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow Carlita at Carlita with a K. Have a marvelous day.